There's something called the mysteries of your higher self. Mm -hmm. A Colosseum and heaven dawn. You are now ready to reveal themselves. Many mysteries were revealed to you that held many different energy currents that could free a soul from karmic bondage, past, present, or future. This included the magical ace that we talked about earlier that frees a soul from the bondage of childhood trauma. Yeah. I'll do that one at a time. The mysteries that were revealed to me about the energetic currents, you know, I wrote just here. I'm actually surprised I didn't write, keep the whole thing. I'll just, you know, point out when I had written the mysteries of the redemption, I had about 16 boxes that were like, you know, what was that? That'd be about three feet long, 16 boxes of, of written material completely full that I had to call from to, to write the mysteries of the redemption alone. And so a lot of stuff had to be edited down because there was just so much, so much material in there. There were a lot of things like these. So the magical lace, when I wrote the uh, screenplays for potential television series, I wrote the magical lace out in full and the phoenix i wrote out in full as all also and the chimney i think i wrote that full that full out all out in full as well i'm surprised that those were not written out in full in here but you know it's interesting as you go back and you look back at it uh, 30 years later because of course you have things you would do differently if you had written it now, but there are all these different things and these are transformative processes like these. The magical lace was specifically about childhood trauma where you could apply the magical lace upon a soul who was entrapped with uh, like a moment in time or several moments in time in their childhood. And the, the lace was covered in these beautiful images of fairies and angels and all these heavenly things it was a wide lace a white wide lace it had all these heavenly images embroidered in it and you just wrapped the soul in this lace and the light would come down and everything would be absorbed by that magical lace and that soul would come out clean from that moment or moments in time that held them fast the chimney through frequencies was able to take somebody through from a moment where they were actually stuck in a karmic point in time, and it could pull them past all kinds of blockages to a further point in time where they would be energetically more free and more able to pull themselves out of it and bring that energy from that future point in time back into the present. So they were more likely to be able to free themselves from it. Let's see, the Phoenix was, you know, being able to transform, transformative changes. And there was fire involved with that burning of the old it was the burning of the old. There was also this uh, other thing of embroidering these moments in time onto this soul cloth that would allow a soul to be able to release 
karmic bondages by literally just sewing these bars and lines onto a fabric that would take the energy away from the soul and put it into this fabric and that would remove it from the soul configuration. There's all kinds of things like this that would help the soul to break these karmic bondages. And these things might even seem to people to be kind of nonsensical or even counterintuitive. Energetically, they were right on. And everything in the mystical sphere, in the out-of-body travel state, is about energy and so all of these things were about energy and so it was all about you had to have the ability to remove these things that were holding people in energy from making the progress that they needed to make and so that's what those things were and going back to the mysteries of your higher self to reveal themselves this is where we continue. So first of all, this is where the lighted golden pyramid is starting to come. And so now the mysteries start revealing themselves of this masculine part of my higher self. But this is just the beginning of it because there's so much more to our higher self than even just the masculine and feminine aspect of it. It goes beyond that into an even grander phase beyond that but as i mentioned before there are many mysteries which are just not they're beyond words so there there you have it <laughs> well maybe this is too but there's a mural holding the secrets of the earthly realms yep mm -hmm. odyssey standing next to it yes and that is one of these things that is kind of beyond words but what the what this mural of the earthly realms was was a demonstration of the various levels of evolution within the earthly sphere and i'm going to go over that just a little bit so there were 10 levels on the mural and they had these odd little names and so i'll just share those names with you and what they demonstrated was different levels of evolution, different levels of light and darkness within each soul. And they were demonstrated by, through natural means, through trees, plants, bushes, and mountaintops. And so it starts with the lowest level, which was Ut, which was the number one, the underground level, which was total darkness very often with evil intent, and their viewpoint was all there is is physical life. The second level was boom soil, which was the ground level. So these are souls that are completely on the ground, primary darkness, and they tend to engage in evil acts, although it is usually out of ignorance rather than intent, and their viewpoint is if there is a God, he is to be feared. The third level was rad, which is the flower and plant level on the ground, they, they, ex they exist in total illusion, engaging in dark acts out of ignorance, but less geared toward actual evil. And their viewpoint is that God is to be feared. The next level would be the fourth level, low two, 
the bush level where there are leafy plants as well, they reside in illusion and reality. So both engaging in ignorance and moments of genuine kindness and inspiration, but beginning to approach cause and effect. As to pertaining to God, they believe you get what you deserve. And so level five is more car, the small tree level, which represents karmic circling. People can get stuck here for ages, literally, until karmic purification begins. But there is a higher curiosity and examination of God, which usually remains self-serving. The sixth level is Sendu, which is the tall tree level, which is a threshold residing in the world of form and spirit, no longer completely encased in karmic delusion, but unable to yet comprehend the higher, finer frequencies of existence. They hold an intellectual view of God rather than emotion, love, or experience-based. The seventh level is Plentu, which is the air above the tall tree and below the mountain level, which is do unto others as you would have them do unto you, state of perception, because karma is still impure. The tendency remains to cause some harm to others out of ignorance, but there's a greater knowledge of cause and effect. God is experienced as a loving God. The eighth, the eighth level is Celestai, the mountaintop level, master of creation. The knowledge of the mechanism of creation is encompassed in mortal realms, although they still make many mistakes out of ignorance that is slowly becoming less karmic and more focused. They believe that God is just. The ninth level is Trinad, the air above the mountain level, which is karmic purification, is almost complete, and therefore the soul is in training to serve the Lord. Higher levels of knowledge are reaching a balance through between self-creation versus the will of God, etc. Trinad is the gateway to the ascension, but you're not there yet. When karmic purification is achieved, the ascension process does complete itself. Their viewpoint is that God is. And the 10th level is the Tao. Ascension is achieved. What are the two major bodies of mortal knowledge to be attained? It comes right after this. You, you want me to just read this? Okay. <laughs> the two major bodies of mortal knowledge to be attained beyond the Tao, which are encompassed in, encompassed in the alteration absolution pathways, between the level of Ats, multiplicity, and Trinad oneness, there are many varying degrees of unity which epiphanize at Trinad and become the knowledge attained at Tao. And so as you reach higher, you mirror varying levels of perception into the physical realm. Then I was shown different things about the levels that I was emanating from, the levels that my husband at the time was emanating from, and various things about that and then we move on to the river of truth i mean just after the two major bodies of knowledge mortal knowledge uh i've written down the river of truth and then earthly delusions of all kinds landing before your feet and a, okay. box, a box of spongy creatures which absorb love okay uh, yeah it looks like after going through the river of truth so this is a different river of truth. This is the one that is inside a building and you're taking a spiraling river of pink and gaseous substance running through an enclosed tunnel. This is about seeking the purity of truth, but it has to do with 
seeing the secrets of yourself when you go through this river of truth. So I'm going through this and suddenly, and then I'm getting down to the bottom, floating in the midair and going really fast, getting dizzy. And then I'm suddenly hurtled to the ground. And then earthly delusions begin pouring out of me and appearing as thought forms around me. Violence, rejection, fears, stupidity, loss. And it merges into one big mass of smoky gray energy. And then it's removed from me, from my innards. And it lands at my feet in a big clunk. Then you see that the point of this river of truth was to actually literally almost churn out of me all of these earthly delusions. And so again, yet another purification that's helping to remove more and more of these untruths and these these things that are still within inside of me that are holding me back. There's a quote here from the Tibetan Book of the Great Liberation. It says, there being no duality, pluralism is untrue until duality is transcended and at one minute realized enlightenment cannot be obtained. And that's kind of what you're seeing throughout all of this is that all of this is for that singular purpose, which is you have to get rid of all of these multiplicities, every single one, all of these misunderstandings, misperceptions, all of these fears, thought forms, all of these attachments to all these previous existences and lives, they all have to go before the soul can actually get past all of this, you know, multiplicities, here they speak of it as duality being transcended. And then you have to reach the at-one-ment realized, which is atonement. But it's also achieving oneness is what that is. And, and that is when enlightenment has the possibility of emerging and then it can be attained. It can't be attained while the soul is still caught up in all these beliefs of all of this is real. All of that which is within us as souls that is unreal has to be purged. It's like a huge purging. It's like vomiting out everything within us that is, no, is not real, which is a lot of what we have held on to forever. In order to choose life, you must release your shame and let it all go. So there was eight levels of development the soul must undertake in karmic purification, and then significant passages beyond that that you weren't able to bring back with you. But can you speak a little bit of the eight levels of development the soul must undertake in karmic purification that you do? The eight levels of development which a soul must undertake in karmic purification involve one, awakening, two, co-creation, three, surrender, four, rites of passage and initiation into the mysteries, five, the emergence of karma, six, the mirroring of karma, seven, igniting of the eternal flame, and eight, the ascension. And there are significant passages beyond these. I was unaware of them at this point because this is as far as I had gone but those passages have been written about since that time. So we are aware of them now. 
Yeah. And the books are written about those passages beyond them, which are out there. So that's cool. Yeah. Is that like in the rites of passage? Well, oh. um, some of it might have been touched on in the rites of passage, but this stuff goes into the mystical captive, the solitary series, mm. and then it goes on in fragrance mysticism. It goes on in the redemption series, which is the limb of the redemption, the Christ of the redemption, the Lord of the redemption, the aliens of the redemption, which is a whole nother series of initiations beyond all of this. And we've touched on a lot of it too in the films that we did in the Tao of mysticism. Well, we did it in several, actually. We did the Tao of mysticism and the prayer of the 12th hour, which were all also initiations that went past those initiations. What is the eternal cloth? The eternal cloth is actually what I mentioned just a few minutes ago, the one that you embroider those bars and lines on that contain those energies of different points in time so that they will be held fast to that cloth and then you can remove them from your soul and keep them from holding you back. Okay, and the 10th the stage, the great truth cloud? 10th stage, the great truth cloud. Oh yeah, that's from the Lankavatara scripture, which is a Buddhist scripture. The 10th stage is called the great truth cloud, the Dharma Magega, or Dharma Mega, my bad. Okay, so the 10th, the great truth cloud is from the Lankavatara scripture, which is from Buddhism which is the 10th stage is called the great truth cloud dharma mega only the tathagatas can realize the perfect imagelessness and oneness and solitude it is the land of far distances surrounding and surpassing the lesser worlds of form and desire karma datu in which the bodhisattva will find himself at onement the uh, psychedelic stew. <laughs> now, the psychedelic stew. Now, one of the interesting things that the psychedelic, when it's brought up in relation to this, it's in relation to the eternal. It has nothing to do with psychedelic drugs. People think it has to do with psychedelic drugs. Nothing to do with that. This, the psychedelic as the color. And so this came up with the psychedelic eyes, the psychedelic stew. And then you would start seeing other things where the things would come up and you would see, oh, there's the psychedelic and that's the color. And this was in relation to the eternal. So as the masculine part of the soul is getting closer and closer to merging with, with my feminine part of my soul, I was fed the psychedelic stew, which is this stew, which is colored psychedelically and is an eternal stew, which is, you know, to energize the coming together of the full soul and the masculine part coming in. Now, when you see that color, so when you would see, like, for instance, that man at the foot of my bed, when his eyes finally showed that they were psychedelic, that was an indication oh this is the eternal man when you would see 
the sky becomes psychedelic, it was an indication that this was the eternal manifestation. There were all these things that would happen. And so when you start seeing the references made to the psychedelic, it means it is in relation to the eternal part of my soul. And that's a sign, oh, this has to do with the eternal part of the soul. The psychedelic is the symbol, the sign that shows in the mystical when that is near. The uh, ringlets, the energy of protection, can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, the ringlets are a simple thing that happens when the masculine part of the soul is starting to revolve around the feminine, the ringlets will start appearing, which is, they're just little ringlets that are intertwined. And, but that it, but it's, it creates an energetic barrier of protection around the female and it's for protection. And so you'll see these ringlets start forming around as protection for that uh, feminine part. And can you speak a little bit about your experience with the secret garden? We talked about uh, this a little bit earlier, like we are the melodies, you are the chalice that we feel. Okay, yeah, so this was a second, the second part of it then, which was missing, yeah, okay. Yes, and so yes, energize we are music, you're the chalice that we fill. Were the three melodies. And the whole thing about this was that you realized that you were part of all and all was part of you. No separation. The three nights were in the heavenly spheres and they were holding their swords together in the heavens mm. with their points meeting in the center. And their, their swords had religious symbols from throughout the ages, all over the armor. And then they had armor as well that was also decorated with great majesticness. And then as those swords met, energy soared straight up into the heavens and then fell on top of my head into my crown chakra. Okay, and then behind them was the secret garden. And they said, we are the three melodies. The knight said, synergize, we are music. We're the chalice that we fill. Melody, harmony, and words. Yeah. And so that's the part that I was referring to before. Then they were gone. And so they were gone. Mm -hmm. That's when that's when all of a sudden I just started receiving music. And that's when I started writing the hymnal. And then it began where I was going into another one of these past lives, which is, oh, yay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know? And you realize that there had never been a moment when your soul was not completely loved by God. Actually, this particular, this particular hmm. life is kind of an important past life experience. It was very vivid. I can still remember it as if it were yesterday. Mm. It was very vivid. It was kind of important. And this is why. So I was dying out in the middle of a field. I had been shot. 
by vengeful marauders. My father, sister, and I were all sh all shot in the chest. And one of the spirits uh, who was close to me, who was incarnate in that lifetime, was a field hand, who was someone that I was in love with, was not present when we were dying. I was wanting to tell him that I loved him. And the words were directly on my mouth, but I was too weak to speak them. And there was an angel who was singing in my brain. And I remember this so clearly. Dreamer, 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 tell him I love you. Dreamer, 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 tell him he'll know it's true. Dreamer, 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 tell him before the life's drained out of you. Dreamer, 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 tell him he'll know your love is true. And the moments kept passing as I kept slipping away and where the angels' voices were coming from. And I kept trying, reaching, yearning, pulling towards him, but no words came. And then he was there, but I was too weak to speak it. And I cried out, but it only came out in my thoughts where I said, God, I love you. And I was like, why can't he hear me anymore? And calmly I whispered, hoping that a spirit wind would breathe these words to him from beyond the veil of death. In the wind, you'll feel my presence. In the stars, you'll see, see my breath. In the night, you'll hold the memory of a love I won't forget. And as my death neared completion, he never heard those words. And then Heaven Dawn, who was the masculine manifestation of my higher self, said, in one breath lies all existence, in one moment, every moment, in one moment lies all eternity. Why is this such an important past life memory? It's because in this memory lies the crux of almost all of my karma and so much of the karma of the world it's because we don't or we haven't in many of our previous lifetimes expressed properly the love that we have for those who matter to us while we're living and we wait until it's too late and that was definitely one of the issues in my previous lifetimes which was happening repeatedly and you can see if you actually look at the reality of uh, life and death in, in the world, you know, just 100 or 200 years ago and before that, and how quickly people came and went, that this happened a lot to people. The reason this one was so important, and it was it was definitely presented to me as being extremely important is because we don't express we don't express what's important to the people that matter to us before it's too late or we don't resolve conflicts that can be resolved while we still can we hold on to stupid things when we don't need to unfortunately we see a lot of that in the world don't we we do.